the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You've just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. What are you going to do now? (laughs) Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely on this glorious Monday, this post-empty tomb Monday. It is our hope and prayer that you have found great hope, great security, great delight and peace in an empty grave, in a resurrected, risen Savior. Today, we turn our attention to John chapter 20. We'll read the whole chapter as we begin today's broadcast as we take a look at what happens after an empty tomb. Jesus appears to his disciples. And I guess that's the question we're left with today. Has he appeared to us as well? Here's Pastor Layton with today's broadcast of study verse by verse. Our study today begins at verse 11, but I want to start from the beginning of the chapter to provide a context for our study. We're in John's Gospel, chapter 20. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary... She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, The doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them 
and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands and in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Well, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciple, disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now as we've studied through the passages related to Jesus' crucifixion, we've noted that the evidence is overwhelming that Jesus died. The brutal scourgings, the loss of blood, the nails driven through feet and hands, the verdict of trained executioners, the spear thrust through his side with water and blood flowing mingled down, all point to the fact that Jesus died. Then we studied the passages related to Jesus' tomb. We noted that the evidence can only be explained by the resurrection. John noted that there was no disturbance at the tomb. Now, there have been a number of explanations that have been proposed about the empty tomb. They fall into two categories. Either Jesus somehow walked out of the tomb or he was taken out of the tomb. Now, some have suggested that the Romans or the Jewish religious leaders relocated the body. However, they would have no reason to do so. In fact, they posted a Roman guard to make sure the body was not removed. And if they had removed the body, then it would be simple to display the body to squelch any rumors of Jesus' resurrection. But instead, the religious leaders commissioned a rumor that the disciples who had run away in the garden came to the tomb and stole the body out from under the noses of Roman guards who were asleep, but not asleep enough to know who, who stole the body. Now, some have taught that the body of Jesus was stolen by grave robbers. But in that case, the presence of the grave clothes is inexplicable. For they would have surely been removed along with the body since the spices that were in them were worth the value of a king's ransom. Others have taught that Jesus really wasn't dead. He was only in a coma. And that in the coolness of the tomb, he revived. This is called the swoon theory. 
And he escaped after unwinding the linen bands. In that case, then, the linen bands would have either been on the floor or would have been removed with him. And even if Jesus took the time to put the linens where they would have been if he had been there laying, that still creates the problem of the spices. Because if he was getting out of the linens, it would have scattered spices all around the tomb, and there is no such indication at all. Nor can it explain how Jesus walked many miles on the road to Emmaus on nail-pierced feet. Some have suggested the disciples were just hallucinating. Others have suggested that somehow the disciples went to the wrong tomb. According to Mark's gospel, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where Jesus was laid. Furthermore, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea knew which tomb they laid Jesus in. In fact, Matthew's gospel tells us the tomb belonged to Joseph of Arimathea. You see, none of these explanations will do. What the disciples saw was this tomb where everything was in order, but the body was gone. Jesus had indeed been raised in a resurrected body. Now, if Jesus had left for heaven immediately, this would have been evidence enough of his resurrection. But Jesus provided even more evidence to authenticate his resurrection. When we put the four gospel accounts together, we find that Jesus appeared multiple times to no less than 500 different people. Now, how would the court respond if 500 eyewitnesses showed up? I think the matter would be resolved. Concerning the witnesses, the apostle Paul wrote, For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. What Paul was saying was, if, you have, if you're still a skeptic, just talk to one of the 500 witnesses, most of whom are still alive. Now, each of the Gospels recounts appearances of Jesus after the resurrection, but they choose different, different appearances. Of these appearances, the Apostle John selects only three. But these confirm the resurrection of Jesus and also reveal the beauty of His grace. Now, to understand the scene, we, we have to attempt to put ourselves in the frame of mind of those disciples after the crucifixion of Jesus and before His resurrection, and that's not easy for us to do. Because we've read the story, we know how it ends. But they didn't. They didn't know how it was going to end. Those hours were filled with great disillusionment and gloom. Sure, they had been told that Jesus would resurrect, but they didn't understand it. For three years, these men and women had followed Jesus as he ministered. They didn't understand much of what he said. When they did understand it, they, they chose to believe. But when Jesus died, their faith and hope also died. 
And that's demonstrated by the fact they begin to scatter back to where they had come from before Jesus had called them to discipleship. Their faith was gone. Their hope was gone, but not their love. Post-resurrection appearances of Jesus changed everything. The gloom was replaced by joy and hope and faith and excitement and confusion as reports spread of Jesus' appearances. He has risen. He has risen indeed. What does that do for you? What does that do for your soul, for your life, your hope, your heart? It is our hope and prayer here at Study Verse by Verse that you find yourself rejoicing in that empty tomb and the appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, into your heart and lives today. If you have questions about the program, as always, you're welcome to visit our website, highlands.us. Some great information there, as well as information about our church, Church of the Highlands, right here in San Bruno. Well, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you back here again tomorrow as we continue the week here on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.